I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome. We begin with basketball. The Cajun men look to extend their home winning streak this week inside the Cajun Dome. Cajuns hosted number 19 James Madison Thursday night. Dukes would strike first. Norfordell three from the wing. Then Cajuns on the break. Kobe Julian, a three of his own. He had 15. More Cajuns now. Hosanna Ketenje muscling through, getting the block doing a little spin move there, doing all the work there, getting it there. Then later on, the Dukes working around T.J. Bickerstaff. 15-footer is good. James Madison ends the Cajun home win streak with a 68-61 win. Louisiana look to start a new streak Saturday against Coastal Carolina. 7-4 Coastal in the first half. Kentrell Garnett ties the score. Then Cajuns up by three. Themis Folks dishes to Kyron Ratliff, who flushes it down with two hands. Second half, Cajuns up by three this time. It would go to Joe Charles for three. Karen Crow Joe had 22 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks. Louisiana wins 85-77. The Cajun women continued Sunbelt Conference play on the road. They went to ODU on Thursday, tied at 18, second quarter. Tamara Johnson, with time, scorches the net. Then 35-33 Monarchs in the third quarter. Jalen James, she connects. Cajuns lead again. Fourth quarter, Cajuns up by two. Johnson gets to the rack. In a return of the lineup, Johnson at a career high 20. Cajuns win 66-61. Saturday, the women were at James Madison first quarter. Cajuns by two. Asia Sam down the well. Louisiana up five. Three-point lead in the second. Will need Joseph with a flick of the wrist. Extends the Cajuns lead. Fourth quarter. Dukes by four. Nubia Benedict drives, scores. Cajuns within one. Then later in the quarter, Brandy Williams beats the shot clock buzzer. She led the Cajuns in scoring with 20. The game would go to overtime. JMU by two. Ksenia Koslova gets through the Cajun traffic for the bucket. Dukes win 77-72. To football now, the Cajun offseason full of twists, turns, and all that. Here's some of the moves this week. Former Acadiana High star Cam George has decided to hit the portal. He thanked Cajun Nation for all his support on social media. Former Raging Cajun quarterback Zion Chris found his next landing spot. Chris headed to Houston, will play with Coach Willie Fritz and the Cougars. Houston moving to the Big 12 next year. Meanwhile, the man who started the Cajuns' last two bowl games at quarterback, he plans to be back for the million white for his redshirt senior season. Chandler Fields issued a post on X saying, let's run it back in 24. Fields, Ben Woolridge, among others, will compete for the starting quarterback job. A UL alumni works on his campaign for a new Raging Cajun mascot coming up. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. In April of 2023, UL alumni Corey Santawak introduced Acadiana to Albino Al Boudreau, an albino alligator. He designed to pitch as the university's next mascot. This week, Santawak hoped to gain attention from the UL Lafayette 
faithful by creating an in-depth study on how the character can come to life. News 10's Zane Hogue reports. After capturing the imagination of residents across Acadiana, Albino Al Boudreau enters the second phase of his campaign to be adopted as the new mascot for the Raging Cajuns. So in phase two, I really wanted to focus on Al's personality and potential. Mascots are more than just an image. They're supposed to entertain fans, keep the fan base engaged with the university, as well as being an ambassador to the university. UL alumni Corey Sanawa says his initial campaign for Albino Al Boudreaux focused on the design of the character. With phase two, the goal was to flesh out the character's traits and embrace the potential the character has to be marketable across Acadiana through advertising and merchandise. Albino creatures, they're, they're beautiful, but when they're born in their natural habitat, their white skin makes them stick out like a sore thumb. Hard to survive in the place that they're born in. And I love the connection between albino creatures needing to be moved, same way Cajun people needed to move out of their natural habitat and settle here in South Louisiana in order to thrive. Sanawa even took the time to flesh out ideas on potential skits and game day entertainment for Al to bring the character to life. It's better to have a character that likes to eat rather than to be eaten um, because Cajuns and everyone here in South Louisiana just loves to eat. So the amount of skit potential when it came to an alligator that, you know, is trying to make a gumbo out of the opposing fan base's mascot, which is hilarious to me. And with an even larger audience now supporting Albino on social media, Sanawa hopes to finally get in touch with the university as they continue to evolve their athletics and their marketing. The reception has been extremely rewarding, uh, not just from the character. People here in Acadiana appreciate the character, but what they appreciate more is someone who's doing all this just solely for passion. Um, all, if you're a fan of the Raging Cajuns, the thing you want most is to be a part of the Raging Cajuns for the next 125 years of our university. And I most certainly want to contribute any way that I can, and this is my way of doing that. In Lafayette, I'm Zane Hogue for KLFY News 10. Up next, Dave Schultz talks State of the Sun Belt. Welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for staying up with us and uh, being a part of the show. We appreciate it. And I am pleased to be joined by Dave Schultz from Locked On Sun Belt. And uh, Dave, uh, We've known each other a good while, and, yeah. and uh, I've been on your shows before. Now, this is, I think, the first time you've had a chance to come on this show, so appreciate your time. Thanks yeah. for having me, George. Absolutely. Let's, let's start with this, uh, because uh, you, you kind of have a, a, a pulse on the Sun Belt, and, and along with that is the, goes the Cajuns as well. And the way things are working right now with regards to the transfer portal and guys leaving the uh, Cajuns, and the, la the latest one that kind of – Made a splash with Zion Chris, obviously a quarterback for the Cajuns, and and he's going to head to Houston. Uh, very interesting situation there. Uh, and the it fact really that, is. The, the fact that he's yeah. going going a little west. What your impressions of that that decision uh, uh, for for Zion to go that way? Well, the whole thing was a little bit interesting, right? He did it on signing day, and though some of us have a lot of time off during the holidays, football teams don't. A lot of players made decisions over the holidays, whether they were into the portal or coming out of the portal committing, and he hadn't done it yet. And so you wondered when he did it, did he have a place in mind? And some of the places that he was mentioning, like UCF, well, that was taken. Duke, that was taken, right? Georgia, he wasn't going there, right? He wasn't going to play. And so is he looking for a place to play? Like Colorado, 
you know, Deion's son is going to be playing there, right? right. So he's not going to play. And someone's like, well, maybe he just sits for a year and learns the system. Like, but that's not – he did that already here, right? He sat right. for a year, basically, and learned the system. And then he ends up going to Houston where they have an incumbent quarterback, Donovan Smith. So that's a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. The thing is they have a new coach in Willie Fritz. Went from Tulane now to Houston. Right. So maybe Willie doesn't have any loyalty, supposedly, to the, new, to the old oh, quarterback. Right. Come in here and you'll compete. But usually that's not the case. That usually is when you get to school, you can compete, and it, you know, if you're the better one, you'll get the job. But, but now it may be the case, right, because yeah. Willie doesn't know either of these guys. Right. So we'll see how it goes. You hope that he got a little bit of money, right? That's, right. that's the whole the point NIL, yeah, of going point. from a, a Sunbelt team to a, a Big, Big 12, 12 team yeah. Yep, and in a major city. Yeah. Uh, so we wish Zion the best of luck. We really do. Yeah. I thought he may have a chance to come back because it was taking a little bit long for him to commit. Right. But, you know, I think he landed on his feet, and, and I hope he plays. Yeah, here's my thing. I, it, it's got to be about the NIL stuff. Because, a little bit. Be, yeah. Because it, when you look at the situation, it was his job here. Yes. Right? I mean, his, his, Zion had the – like. He proved himself, I thought, in the games that he played this year. He was phenomenal. He just happened to get injured, you know. But I, I thought he played uh, – did a great job this season yes. for the Cajuns. And I thought he locked that job up. So, do you want to be QB1 for sure or are you going to test it? It's got to – Well, so that's why I think – I presume, I don't know, but I yeah. presume yeah. the new crew here made him an NIL offer. But the – the crew in Houston is probably a little bit more well-funded, all right, right? Sure. Uh, specifically by one person. So yeah. um, you would hope that he would have a, a little bit of a bag, so to speak, yeah. and that, you know, the, the stats between the two quarterbacks are just about the same. Uh, Donovan Smith played a little bit more, so he had more touchdowns, but many more interceptions. The rushing was a, a practically the same. More attempts by Donovan Smith and more yards for Zeon. So. I think they're basically the same player, huh. and, and we'll see if Zion can take it to the next level. Because I was really looking forward to Zion yeah. building something here and right. seeing what the team would be like when the, when the stadium got finished in a couple of seasons. See, that, that, I, I really think they're, the Cajuns lost out a little bit on that. So now you look at the quarterback situation for UL at yeah. this point, right. where we sit now, yeah. and you have two guys who have already been here coming back, Ben and, right. and Chandler apparently – says, hey, I'm coming back. Let's do it again. And a little bit of an interesting decision from Chandler there because uh, he went through senior day and did all that stuff. Well, I think Chandler's decision is probably directly correlated to to Zeon's decision because we knew Ben was coming back, and I'm pretty sure that Zeon was going to start and Ben was going to back him up, and that Chandler was like, well, I'm not going to sit behind two guys, right? (laughs) Although now, you know, for the last two years – not one of these guys has stayed healthy for the whole season. So Chandler's like, I'm just going to be ready to play. Yeah. When I'm called upon, I'll be ready to play. Yeah. And based on the last two seasons, there's better than a 50-50 chance that he's going to see extensive time, right? Ben hasn't made it through a whole season without, without getting injured. So, yeah. I mean, we've seen everything from knees to broken legs to appendectomies, right? And so it's been, it's been a crazy injury thing that's hit the Cajuns over the last couple of years. That's just the quarterbacks we're talking about. I mean, right, there's, right. There's, there's all kinds of different positions, and, and we're going to talk more about this a little later on, but how the, how the portal is kind of, uh, you know, affecting the Sunbelt Conference and in all of college football. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about as well is, is, you know, the Cajuns have this new stadium coming. They right. knocked out. It's kind of bizarre to go drive by there on Congress and look over, and there's nothing there. It's just, uh, just a, a bunch of seats and with some rubble on it uh your thoughts on the on the new stadium 
Well, they, so I came in here in the middle of the Hudspeth rebirth, right? I was sure. here in year three. So they had already gone to a couple of New Orleans Bowls and won two more when I got here. And then they actually went to a fifth one, right? They lost that one to right. Nikki Mullins in Southern Miss, by the way. Yeah. So they had been to a bunch, right? And then, you know, the program fell off. But then the oil services interest in, industry economy fell off, right? right? Oil has come back, right? But right. not the oil services industry. Those jobs haven't come back. So the, we were drawing, right? The, or the Cajuns were drawing yeah. 25 to 28,000, yeah. you know, in the middle of Hudspeth's run, and we just haven't been able to get back to that, right? Yeah. Even when Billy Napier, and it was the year after COVID, right? 2021 season, right. they're still only averaging 10 to 12,000. They host a Sunbelt Championship game, and it was a nice crowd. It wasn't freezing. It wasn't wet, right? What was it, 30, 31,000? It was a nice crowd, but we've seen bigger crowds with McNeese, Southern, and Grambling. Yep. Uh, and so it's a, re a chance to reset for the Raging Cajuns. They're, they're switching uh, ticket programs, right? They're kind of bringing that right. in-house. I sure. think they're going to have salespeople to go sell it. Um, they really need to I don't know, readjust, but they really need to reset on how they're doing it because – if, tw if 2025 rolls around and they're not drawing, you know, 25,000 a game, that's a problem. Yeah. All right. I don't want to hear about if it's raining. That's one thing. But I don't want to hear how hot it is because it's, it's hot here. It's, all, yeah. it's hot here in September. It's all right. Everyone's used to 60 it. miles down the road. Right. As well. Right. So exactly. So <laughs> we, they really need to start drawing. I mean, I should say it should sell out for the season, but that may be. It's going to determine a weather and how good the team is. That's why I was kind of looking forward to seeing the running backs grow, the offensive line grow, if right. Chris stuck around. So who knows what, right? So now, you know, is Daniel Beal, the incoming freshman from Baton Rouge, going to be the starting quarterback, you know, in 2025? <laughs> we really don't know who that's going to be. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back more with Dave Schultz from Locked On Sunbelt uh, when we come back right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Dave Schultz, locked on Sunbelt. At Schultzy Cast is where you can find him on X. Uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, I, I listen to you all the and time. And Instagram as well, for that fact. Yeah, there you go. And, and you can get his take. And, and, you know, Dave, you're never short of opinions, and right. that's why we love you. Uh, <laughs> very true, very true. Um, if it comes to Syracuse, you know, we, hey, you definitely watch out for the orange. Watch out. I'm telling you, it's crazy. About basketball? We talk, oh. Well, basketball is better than, than I thought they were going to be, the Duke game notherwithstanding. But football, they're, they're going, they're, they're they're going, going crazy. Places. They are like, going crazy. Yeah. Part, part of the reason probably is because of the portal, right? Absolutely. In this day, in this well, they got the Georgia age. defensive backs coach, Fran Brown. Yeah. Uh, who, what was the highlight of me meeting him at the bowl game in Boca since they lost 45 <laughs> uh, But uh, now that's going to be yeah. – I, I can't even believe we're talking about Syracuse doing like a, a top 50 recruiting class. It's nice. insane. That, see, and, and see what happens is that that's this day and age. You can right. go in and grab people out of the portal. And, and I think when you, when you talk about Coach Dez – uh, one of, as we kind of segue back to the Cajuns here, uh, one of the things, he, he really enjoys developing players, developing those high school kids. But at, at some point in this day and age, you got to realize that maybe maybe there's another way to do it. And that's that's what a lot of teams are doing. I mean, Ole Miss is doing it. Uh, Lane Kiffin has kind of jumped on board, even though he doesn't like it, uh, because I saw a, a, a post from him earlier uh, today or the other day, and he was saying, I don't like basically saying I don't really like the way it is, but you have to adjust. And, and that's I think that's a dilemma for for a lot of group of five schools. I heard I saw or read uh, 
college coach saying, I actually like the transfer portal better because the kids, they have experience, they know what they're looking for, and they're not jerking the coaches around. Whereas the high school seniors or juniors sort of tend to jerk the coaches around. And these guys are making their decisions much sooner in the transfer portal, right? It's not yeah. you know, a whole year or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the Raging Cajuns, it's nice in theory to go get those high school kids, but if you do all the developing and then Alabama comes calling and your all Sunbelt corner decides he's better at Alabama and you have NIL money that he's gonna get, then it's a problem. Yeah. So you do have to do, you have to do both. You absolutely have to do both. Yeah. I presume they've lost, I think, much more on the defensive side out of the portal than on the offensive side of the portal so far. He's going to have to fill some holes because if you're, if you have some guys that are, I mean, when we were going up, George, back yeah. in our day, George, yeah, right, right, right? You really didn't see the field unless you were a really special player. You really didn't see the field until you were a redshirt sophomore, yeah. right? So you showed yeah, up, sure. you were, and then you got on special teams, and then right. you played the last two years. So unless you were the super-duper quarterback or running back or wide receiver mo or defensive end, most players did not play until their third year in college. Well, that's not the case anymore. No. And the problem is at A&M, when you bring in all the five stars, well, all the five stars can't play. That's why they all transferred out. And, and on a side note, Syracuse out-recruited A&M not once but twice. <laughs> Having said that, uh, Des has to Des has to um, incorporate that. incorporate yes. incorporate the, uh, the, the the welcome in the transfer portal because otherwise you're just gonna you're just gonna get left behind. It's a nice theory to do it your way, but when you understand your G5 and because if if they're taking other players, if the Power Five schools are taking other players, that means some players are gonna be left behind Available, and. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you can get guys that went to Power 5 schools out of town, right? It didn't work out, and you can bring them back because there's plenty of talent right here in Acadiana. Yeah, you're right about that. There are a ton uh, with regards to I mean, look, LSU did it with McKinley, Dominic McKinley. Sure. From, from uh, right. you know, signed with A&M. I'm not going to shut up about it. That's because the A&M defensive line coach, Elijah Robinson, ended up at Syracuse. <laughs> well, look, right. that, and that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, like, and, and Virge Osbury's kid, Austin, came back from Auburn, and now he's going to LSU because right. he's coming back home. Right. And, and, and it's interesting because uh, at, at some point, there's got to be – I think what Lane Kiffin's post was about, too, was the fact that, look – it's got they, they have to put a time frame in it or something because they do. It, it's kind so, of a wild right. west type of atmosphere. So I don't know. We'll f maybe we'll find out somewhere along the way. But maybe Desmo does have a policy. Once you go into the portal, you can't come back out. I don't happen to like that policy. Yeah. But there's got to be a deadline. So if you go into the portal, right, say when he did on signing day, you if you want to come back, you have to come out before it closes. All right. So that'll give you two weeks. You want to test the waters? Go ahead. But I got to make my plans. I have to worry about the rest of the program. I can't only worry about you. And so maybe there has to be a deadline. I'm sure we're going to change uh, the way it works. It really is a work in progress. The only problem is when some of these schools, right? Now, when I went to school, we didn't. I mean, I got back to school and the Bengals and the 49ers, that tells you how old I was, were playing in the Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> all right. The next day was the first day of class. 89 so or 81? So that would have been 80, that would have been January 80, of 89, 80, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. So right. yeah, so my sophomore year, January of 89, but it's at the end of the year, right? Gotcha. A lot of these schools start classes either this past week, yeah. right? Or certainly this week. Right. And not all of them start at the end of January, so they have to make their decisions quicker because the whole idea of transferring is to get into that spring practice so you know what's going on, so you're ready to perform in fall and ready for the season. Right. Yeah, so so let's turn the page as we kind of talk a little bit about basketball and uh, it, it, the Cajuns really, uh, you know, they, they had a phenomenal year uh, a year ago. 
He made it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, played a played a a, a very uh, impressive year. Uh, had an impressive season, going undefeated uh, uh, at home, which had ne- hadn't been done uh, before at the Cajun Dome. But uh, this season's a little different. Uh, you you lose a uh, Jordan and. Uh, you don't have it doesn't seem like you have a guy stepping up although Kobe has been kind of lifting his game a little bit is there there needs to be somebody else to help him out though right I mean we well they don't have it right they don't have it I mean it'd be nice you know Cameron Crowe Joe Joe Charles very good player needs to find some consistency they just don't have the guy in the middle right so since I've been here again it was Sean Long NCAA tournament right Bryce Witherspoon should have gone to the NCAA tournament, but Stove got hurt and Gant got sick. And last year they had Jordan Brown went to the NCAA tournament. So they've always had a big guy and they've always had shooters, right. but now they don't have the big guy inside. Katinji does what he can. He's not as good as those other players. So basically this team lives and dies by the threes. All right. So already this year they've hit 18 threes in two games. Right. So for me, for my money, they have to hit 10 threes or else they're just not going to be able to compete. They just don't have – uh, what they need inside to compete with with the rest of the Sun Belt or or college basketball for that. And matter. and when the Sun Belt expanded, they added JMU, which that team in both football yeah. and basketball. Yeah. I don't know what they're like in baseball, but they that that, that program seems to have an, an elite uh, coaching uh, athletes. They're they're a pretty good program all around. It looks like. Well, it's kind of like that 2013, 2014 Raging Cajuns, right? The right. baseball team was the number one in the nation. The softball yeah. team went to uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah. The basketball team uh, went to the NCAA tournament. And the football team went to the New Orleans Bowl. So yeah. they're, they're riding high, all right? They lost a very tough ball game last year to South Alabama, where the point guard could not miss uh, throwing in things from his hip. Uh, <laughs> it was a tough ball game. They, they, I mean, if, when Mark Byington sees the film of that, he's not going to want to see it. He's like, well, what could we do? We double, te- we double teamed him, and he's just making shots. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that was a big ball game on, on Thursday night. First time that a ranked team has come in here since, what, 06, I think. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Nevada and Tennessee yeah. came in. Right. And, and, you know, they're doing well right now. Jamie's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always uh, – I, I enjoy basketball. Uh, since I've been here, I think I'm on year 21 of being in Acadiana here in Lafayette. And the interesting part about the, the basketball program is, for me, 03, 04, 05, those years were phenomenal. Mm. They, they, they went to the tournament in 04 and 05, back-to-back. It doesn't reflect on the banners. There was something else uh, brewing. <laughs> but uh, definitely one of the, one of the more interesting years uh, those years uh they had they had just electric teams and i hadn't seen that until last year uh and and now this year i i think they have a good team but i don't know if they're as electric as they were well well one of the issues that i've always had with occasions basketball wise is when they're not making their threes they don't they bob is very analytical right he wants the threes or he wants layups slash free throws all right and so somewhere along the way when the guy's blocking all your shots or you can't make a three you have to do the mid-range game not this team this team has to stick with that plan because that's the only way they're going to be able to compete they got to make threes and get to the free throw line good stuff dave anything else you want to add no hey, we, all right we, we've, we've baseball everything. season baseball season's coming right up. around Softball the season's coming up yeah. so yeah I, i'm I looking forward it, to, yeah absolutely dave schultz locked on somebody you can find him at at schultzy cast 
on Instagram and X. Be sure to check it out. And uh, I, I listen to him all the time. I just enjoy. Uh, we've always, we, since you first got here, we've always gotten along real well. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a quiet, loud guy, if that makes any sense. There's nothing quiet about me. Exactly. I'm a loud that's what, guy. That's what I'm, that's I'm, what loud, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But we get along. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, we, we're like uh, yin and yang. A little bit. So, uh, well, excellent. Thanks so much for taking some time to come Thanks, chat Fauci. with us. They can subscribe on YouTube, Locked on Sunbelt. There you go, on YouTube as well. All right. Thanks. Dave Schultz there, uh, Locked on Sunbelt. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We're going to talk to you next time. Have a great week, everybody.